Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What would happen if you say what you want to say? My name is Shug Burry, and you are listening to none other than the best show on radio, which is Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. Boy, do we have a hot topic for you today. It's on being physically and spiritually fit. Yep, you heard it right, being physically and spiritually fit. And we are here with none other than one of my favorite co-guest hosts, Linda Burns. Linda, thank you so much for coming on with us. You're welcome, Shug. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, and not only did she come on, she invited me to invite the guests that we have here. Does that make sense? She's the one who texted me. She said, Shug, we got to get this guy on our show. He's rocking it for Christ, and boy, does he have a message. Linda, would you please introduce our next guest? I would love to. He is actually my pastor, um, one of the pastors at my church, and his name is Pastor Kyle Robinson. He is a husband, a father, and I know a son also, a, a runner, and the executive pastor at Wooddale Church. He holds degrees from the University of Wisconsin-Madison, master's from Bethel University, and the University of Northwestern in St. Paul, and a doctorate in leadership from Creighton University. Way to go, Kyle. Yeah, just uh, too, 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 many, too much Gee. stuff to do in my time. Must oh, my time, gosh. That's impressive. I didn't know that about you, all that. Well, it's, uh, it's, it keeps me, uh, you know. Keeps 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 me occupied, right? So. And he takes the time to come on the show. Yeah, and Shug, so so grateful to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And Trevor, you're back there. You're producing. You're keeping us on the straight and narrow. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm trying. Good to be here. Amen. You. Thank yeah. you for the songs. I love it. A little rocky to start with. Um, I just want to kick it right off. You guys, being uh, physically and spiritually fit is an issue that a lot of women have. A lot of people have body image issues. We've got spiritual issues. I mean, it's a hot topic for women. So I'm going to kick it off right away. Pastor Kyle, we're so thankful you, you're here. Help us and our listeners get the connection between getting spiritually fit and getting physically fit. I mean, do they even go together and how does this work? Yeah, it's a great question, Sugar, And it's one that they do go together. And it, it isn't that just once you get spiritually fit, you start becoming physically fit. But there's so many important connections God really cares about our bodies, and God's given us our body as a gift, and it's something that you and I are supposed to steward and take care of, and actually how we move our bodies is one of the many ways that we can worship God. And so the scripture is filled with instructions for how we're supposed to take care of our body, and it's because God cares about it, and it's one of the 
you know, the, the, the many ways that we can honor him by how we take care of, of ourselves. And you like to run. I do. I love to run. Do you get, get up first thing in the morning, go out and exercise? I'm an early riser. You so are. I yeah, if, if it's 530 in the morning, I, I love being out on the trails. We live near a few lakes mm-hmm. uh, in uh, the West Metro here Beautiful. of the Minneapolis area. And it really is gorgeous. And uh, that is just something for me. It relieves stress. Yes. But it's also a time that I really, about mile two for me, is when I, I just, I kind of have some clarity. I've, I've calmed myself down a little bit mm-hmm. and I, I can hear from God in some pretty powerful ways. Yeah. And so it's not uncommon for me to take uh, my phone out while I'm out running and uh, write a, you know, write a little note to myself mm-hmm. or I uh, feel like God's impressing something on me that I need to go back and, yeah. uh, and, and deal with. I love that, that when I heard you speak about this previously, um, it connected with me because I do that. I live on the river road in St. Paul, and I've run it forever. Even before I lived there, I ran it um, when I was at the University of Minnesota. And I've always been that same place. Like, I would not listen to music. I would, you know, just run. And after about a mile or so, sometimes longer, sometimes it took me longer if I was mad. (laughs) Then it took me longer (laughs) to get unmad and let God in. But I always heard from God. And I always felt better and less stressed out afterwards. Yeah, and that's great. And, and there's something about physical movement that yeah. I think allows us to connect with God in, in some unique ways. And so that's actually part of my spiritual discipline is I get up, I spend some time. For me personally, I read the Bible every morning. That's how I hear from God. And then I'll spend some time praying, and then I go for my run. And Shook, that's when oftentimes those connections will be made. Mm-hmm. I've got something from God that's in there, and it just takes me a couple miles for me personally to kind of, you know, work it all through. How many miles do you normally run? Uh, four or five yeah. uh, on average okay, a I'm day. I'm so jealous. Now, ladies, you know I had the big birthday this year, and I also had a spine fusion because of all the years of running. So I miss running. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. You get out there. And, and you just, you're one with God. I mean, I totally agree with that. And I love that connection that you're sharing with us. Is there any scripture that speaks to you around this? Yeah, there is. Um, so uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul, a great leader in the early church, he wrote to a church in uh, the city of Corinth, and he was just giving this church a lot of guidance because they were people that were trying to figure it out. And uh, he was helping them to understand the importance of, hey, what you do with your body actually matters to God. Mm-hmm. And so in the middle of this letter, he writes to them these words. And we, we say it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. But he says, uh, do you not know that your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit? And for people that he was writing to, they temple was a big deal. That, that meant mm-hmm. this is the place where where God comes and dwells. Mm -hmm. And it's the idea that the temple was this unique spot where heaven and earth overlapped. And when you went Mm -hmm. to the temple, you were going into the very presence of God Almighty. It was a sacred place. It was an important place. And you would never think about doing Mm -hmm. something offensive in that temple. So that's the concept. When they heard the word temple, that's what they're thinking. And he says um, that that's what our bodies are. And uh, that's who you are, and, and, and you've received that gift from God. He says, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Uh, that means Jesus paid for your body mm-hmm. uh, with what he did on the cross. Uh, therefore, honor God with your bodies. And that for us, so how we take care of me, what I put in me, how often I sleep, what I'm consuming, where I go with my body, what I do to it matters immensely to God because if we have a relationship with Jesus— in a very profound way, 
God's Spirit has come to dwell within each of us. Mm -hmm. And so that's the promise that for those of us who are what we would say believers or who people who are Christians or people who have who have made a decision to accept Jesus as their as their personal Lord and Savior, they've put their faith into him, God gives us the Holy Spirit mm. and he comes and dwells with us. And so in a way, we're like a new kind of human. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Super the Spirit, human. Yeah, because the Spirit of God is living in us. And so Paul Paul is telling those believers then and us today, okay, so that means you better take care of your body yeah. because it's where God's dwelling mm-hmm. and he cares about it. Ooh, hallelujah. I often think when you said that, I was like, oh, it reminds me of like an illumination. Like the spirit is just illuminates your body if you allow it. Yeah, that's right? a beautiful image. I'd love it. Um, what, are, what are some other practical ways that you can honor your body? You know, if you're not a runner, you know, and you're just kind of starting, what would you say are some other ones. Yeah, I think it's how we take care of it. You know, there's yeah. so much out there right now about self-care. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's um, a, a good friend of mine. His name is Tom Rath, and he wrote a book called Eat, Move, Sleep. Oh. That, that's a pretty good list right there. Yeah. How we eat, what we eat, what we put into our body, making sure that it's things that are going to be healthy, that are going to be nutritious, um, yeah. things that are uh, not going to cause issues for us physically. How much of it we eat, you know, that's sometimes right. we got to be careful yeah. about that, <laughs> right? And yeah. uh, and then how we move it. So whether you're a runner or not, you can move your body, even if it's just taking how many steps a day or, you know, taking the stairs instead of right. the elevator. Uh, is there a way for you to just get movement throughout your day? And and then how you sleep. Yeah. And and for me, Linda, that's the one that yeah. just I I struggle with that. I'm I'm I love being busy. I love being active, yeah. and it's hard for me to to wind down. And yeah. uh, but but spiritually speaking, there's something really profound about saying I'm trusting God enough with my life mm-hmm. to be able to go to sleep, right, and not worry and not stress and and not be anxious, not try to stay up and do a bunch more stuff, yeah. but trust Him. Yeah. And uh, so not only is sleep a spiritual discipline. Uh, it's a physical one as well. You know, right. we need we need sleep. And so I'd say that those are three great places to start. You know, all of us can think about what are we eating, Eat, how move. are we moving, yeah. and how are we sleeping. Okay, so I help me that. understand this now. A lot of people are frustrated or, or they might not even see the connection or they don't even believe there's a connection between physical life and spiritual life. They think it's separate. So you're suggesting they're closely related. That's right, Shug. And this is so important because I think our culture is has missed this and has has moved further and further into what I'll call dualism. Mm. And that's a that's a fancy term for just saying we we see a separation yeah. between our personhood, who I am, and then my body. And you hear this often in our culture. People talk about, well, I'm not my body, and it doesn't matter what happens to my body. It doesn't even matter what my body is. That's not how I identify. I don't see myself that way. So, you know, then I, you know, that it does, almost it's yeah. irrelevant what my body is or what happens to my body. That's not a new thought, by the way. This is a thought that has been around for for thousands of years. And back, you know, 2,000 years ago, this was called Gnosticism. And it's just the idea that your, your, yourself is trapped inside of your body. And for those who Ooh, that understand painful. <laughs> and for those who understand philosophy, yeah. Plato was the one who yeah. really articulated that. 
And he had this description that uh, the person, the human, was trapped, was caught between two steeds, two horses, and they would go in opposite directions. And one of those horses was this wild stallion that could never be controlled, and it was our body. And then the one that was pure was our our mental ability or our, our spirit and uh, that it, it was kind of drawn to the eternal moral verities, these, these things of wisdom. And Plato was saying the whole goal of life is to get rid of your body and kind of escape from your body. Mm-hmm. And so often I think we've carried yeah. that into our culture today and people talk in really disparaging terms about their body. And I want to say, no, God has a better plan for your body. And it's not to get rid of it, mm-hmm. but it's to redeem it and it's to use it for his good. Right and for his glory. Right. I think that um, I find that people almost run from their body. Like there are so many ways that we can run in our society, and that's and they use them all to run from dealing with it. Yeah, I think you're right, Linda. And that's, yeah. I, I, read a, I read a book recently uh, by, by Nancy Piercy, and the book is called Love Thy Body, which is probably a, an appropriate title for yeah. what we're talking about. And she has this quote, and I've written it down because the, the quote, I think, is just so powerful. Um, let me just read it quick. She, okay. Nancy says this. She says, secular thought today assumes a body-person split. This is just what we were talking about. With the body defined in the fact realm by empirical science and the person defined in the value realm is the basis for rights. And so it's essentially what Nancy is saying is that who you really yeah. are, that's what our culture says, who you really are is different from who you're, you're, you're kind of trapped inside of your body. And, and she's saying this dualism has created a fractured, fragmented view of the human being in which the body is treated as separate from the authentic self. And for anybody that is struggling with feeling like there's a fractured view of their self, yeah. Uh, I think it's because you've been listening to the culture and not to what God has to yeah. say to you. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, this is Suge Burry, and you are on the best radio show there is, as far as I'm concerned. Him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. We have such an exciting topic here today. I'm so glad you guys are tuning in. If you're wondering what is going on, what are you guys talking about? We're talking about being physically and spiritually fit. And if you want more topics like this to come up, because you, the listeners, are choosing them, um, go to him for her ministries.org on the website, H-I-M number for her, H-E-R, ministries.org. Put your suggestions down. And you know, there's that click donate that button. You just go ahead and push that because then we can bring more shows. It's a listener supported radio show. And we are actually broadcasted throughout the United States and select cities. And not only that, after it's aired, we also go to Apple iTunes. So you can listen to any of our past shows, which are also being listened to. Linda, did you know this? In Africa. Wow. You're kidding. No. So Pastor Kyle, don't want to freak you out, but you know, there's a whole, (laughs) there's millions of potential (laughs) listeners who are listening to this show. So being physically and spiritually fit is our topic for today. And I'm going to bring you right back where we left off. You had said that you had read a book by Nancy Piercy. And believe it or not, Pastor Kyle, I just had her on the show for two episodes. Uh, Love Thy Body was the name of the book. And I have never read a book in such a fashion that not only honors God, but teaches us how to respect the way God put us together. That's right. Yeah. I think respect is the key there, yeah. is that you know God really does want us to respect the body that he's given to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his view of our body is so much bigger and so much greater than our view of yeah. the body. And 
if you're new to Christianity, you're new to the Bible, I think there's this there's this misconception that heaven is this place where your spirit floats around on fluffy white clouds <laughs> and plays a harp <laughs> and you kind of look for something to do. That is not how God describes heaven. Yeah. He says heaven actually is going to be a new earth that he recreates and part of that new heaven is a new body. Amen. Oh, hallelujah, a, a glorified people. Glorified body. Yes. Oh, that's right? awesome. Which yes. means for me, hair. Oh, the top of my head, nice. Which is what that means. I don't yeah. know. It looks okay but, just shaved. No, it's, well, it, it looks that way, Linda, because I don't have a choice in that matter. But, um, but I, that's the part, that's the beautiful thing is God, God's promise for us is is new is new things mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and and a new body and so if if the bible right god's word to us makes such a big deal that part of the promise of heaven involves a new body yeah. we should think differently mm-hmm. about how we view our body and what we do with our body yeah. here right now amen amen that's right you know a lot of people are frustrated with their bodies yeah. um and they you know they feel bad about themselves. It, it causes them to feel bad. Is there anything, you know, that, do you have any comments about that? About yeah, the Linda, shame and the guilt? Yeah, and, I mean, and we, and we, many of us yeah, yeah. Have, have experienced that. Yeah. And um, if, if anyone's out there listening who hasn't yet experienced that, just give it a few years. And uh, yes. eventually there's something with your body that starts to break down or Did not Did you work. notice, Linda? He's yes. looking at me when What's he says that. that? <laughs> 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 <As well. laughs> But I think it's, it all comes down to identity, Linda. I really do. I think part of the problem for us is when our identity is rooted in how we look or that we achieve a certain image or whatever the case may be, that's when we run into all sorts of problems. Right. And we can, um, regardless of, of if our, our body meets you know certain standards that our culture sets for us or, or whatever, that, that's irrelevant. That's not what, that's not what we're talking about. We talk about right. respecting the body. What we mean by that is that we take God's view about it, which right. means we steward what he's given to us. We take care of it. We honor it. We, we make it better. We keep it healthy. But our identity in terms of our value system, our, my significance doesn't come from the fact that I can run a mile a certain, right. in a certain amount of time or that I weigh a certain amount or that my waist is, is whatever it is. That's not, that's not my significance. The right. significance I have, it comes from my relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. and the fact that Jesus loves me and has given me forgiveness and grace and mercy. And when we are in that type of relationship, our, who we are, our identity is rooted in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And now if it's rooted in Jesus, I'm, I'm free. And this is what I think it's key. It's a freedom. Yes. I'm free now to... Uh, to respect and to honor my body mm-hmm. because I'm not chasing it for a, uh, my salvation isn't related to what I look like. Right. Uh, but now that I've been saved by Jesus and I'm a new person and my identity's in him, I'm not afraid to think differently about how I use what he's given me, which now, is my body. You talk about being saved by Jesus. That's a that's an abstract concept for some listeners that might be tuning in. Can you share a little bit about how that happens? Yeah, sure. I, it really is, uh, you know, right now, and, and folks can't see us, but we're sitting in chairs. And when I walked into the studio, I trusted the whole weight of my person to the chair that I'm sitting on. Mm -hmm. That's what it means to put our faith in Jesus. It's that we're going to trust the whole weight of our soul, the whole weight of who we are, to Jesus. And you can't sit and stand at the same time. And in a similar way, you can't trust Jesus Mm -hmm. and yourself. You have to trust completely Jesus for your life. Um, Really, the, the... the promise that Scripture makes to us, the reality that Scripture reveals to yeah. us, is that 
all of us have done things against God. Mm -hmm. And God is a term for that. It's a term that many of us have heard, and that term is sin. And we will say things like, all of us are sinful, which is true. All of us have sin in our life. And every I think, day, uh, and, uh, <laughs> still every day, every Minute. hour of every day, right? Yep, that's yes. right. And I think, you know, we can view that and say, well, if all of us have sin, Shug, then God's not going to all hold us accountable for being sinful because mm-hmm. that's true for all of us. And so surely he must, you know, give a certain pass or have a certain allow, allow, allotment that he get. And that's not true at all. You know, God says, be holy, be perfect as I'm as I'm holy. Well, the reality is none of us can do that on our own. But here's the beautiful promise of God is that he gave us the gift of Jesus. And Jesus lived that perfect life that you and I can never live. And then God will credit what Jesus did to you and to me if and only if we accept him. And we ask Jesus to come into our life that we trust him, that we, we're, we're trusting him for the forgiveness that he gives to us and, and that new life that he gives to us. And often that looks like a, a simple prayer of just acknowledging to God, hey, I've done things that have been against you. I'm sorry for that. I can't do this on my own. I need to trust in you and receive the gift of forgiveness, of grace, of mercy. And mm-hmm. and when when that moment happens, that's we talk that hey, that's when you became a believer. That's when you, you put your faith in Jesus, and that's when your new life began, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful promise. Right away, ladies. Yeah. This is not, you know, you're not waiting for the Holy Spirit. At that moment, the Holy Spirit enters into you in such a powerful way. In fact, Scripture tells us that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains today. We're not talking about just what's coming in the future. And, you know, I love the way God has wired us together, Pastor Kyle, of our physical bodies with our spiritual selves and how we need to be fit in all of those areas. So if anybody wants to take a step forward in becoming more physically and spiritually fit, where would they even begin? Yeah, I think whenever you uh, whenever you start a fitness plan, you always need some sort of an assessment. Where am I? How am I doing? You know, look in the mirror, jump on the scale, you know, get a weigh-in. For me, it might be running a mile. How fast can I do it? You need something to assess where am I so I know where I need to go, where I need to improve. When it comes to our spiritual life, God has given us an assessment tool, and it's his word, what we call the Bible. And it is unchanging, it is objective, it is true, and it acts as as a standard by which we can assess how are we living our life. And by looking into the scripture, it, it mirrors back to us. And so just like you would look in a mirror to say, where do I need to begin physically? Uh, you know, there's, um, there, there's an author who, who wrote part of the New Testament uh, whose name is James, who's actually the half-brother of Jesus. So um, Jesus can change even his siblings, uh, his half-siblings. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and he says this about, about the word. I'll read it quick. He says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself or herself goes away and immediately forgets what he or she looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it will be blessed in what they do. And James is saying the word is like a mirror and it reflects ourself back in terms of how we're living. And there is a great place to start to say, how am I living uh, according to what God is calling me to do and how he's calling me to live and where you see the differences now you know where to start. And here's the beautiful thing of God's word. It's also incredibly practical, Shug. Mm. And he gives to us very specific steps on where where we need to take those steps. And the promise is, yeah. if we've accepted him, like we just talked about, 
His spirit is now living in us, and he helps us. Amen. Amen. You know, there is so much information we haven't even gotten to. You have said things that I can't wait to dig into. You talked first about having an assessment like you would physically. Now we're going to look spiritually. I mean, how do you even begin to dig into the Bible? How do you even begin to look at God's Word so it can reflect back on you? Pastor Kyle, can we do a part two on this? Absolutely. Can we just have some more information here? Because there's just so much to cover. Ladies, this is Sugbury Women's Hot Topics. And my co-guest host today has been Linda Burns. Linda, thank you so much for coming on with me today and introducing me to Pastor Kyle. He's a wonderful man with Wooddale Church. Ladies, if you want to hear more about this, um, I'm going to ask that you stay tuned for our next airing. It's going to be part two. We're going to dig into the steps, the tools that you need, how to be an effective woman who's not only hot looking, but is spiritual as well. Amen. <laughs> and if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you want to have the best makeover ever, today's the day. Just say, yes, Jesus, I want you into my life. I surrender to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. This is Sugbury. I love you, ladies. Over and out.